Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. How are you today? So, for those who joined us in the SGC earlier, welcome back. And for those who are new, welcome to the Diamond Sutra class. Uh, this has been ongoing for a couple of years. And basically, uh, we use the, the the teachings given by my late teacher, Sang Miao Xia Jing Lao He gave a, a series of different uh, of different classes on the Diamond Sutra. This one is uh, this one was in 1999. So uh, I have posted the link in the uh, in the message to Edmund. Yeah, so you all should be able to find the link and in the link you will see that there's a series uh, so you can look at the different ones that uh, uh, that's available <coughs> yeah so I hope that helps uh, in the past they used to <coughs> they used to print it and then uh, mail it out but <coughs> uh, I think one or two years back they stopped doing that uh, printing and mail costs I think over time it adds up so <coughs> and the trouble with printing is <coughs> uh, you you need a certain number to print so like sometimes they may print certain things and then after that there's uh, it's not simply just printing it but after printing they need to house it and keep it in good conditions so that when people want it and they send it out uh, the the text is in good condition because you know paper yeah uh, oxidizes turn yellow and then uh, all the humidity issue and so and so forth fortunately the our monastery is in US so the humidity is probably least of concern yeah but uh, having a an inventory of books to take care of that becomes another <laughs> thing to uh, be concerned about. Yeah, so I think moving forward, they are they are encouraging people to just access it online and download it. Yeah, which makes more sense um, and has has the upside of being environmentally friendly as well. So uh, I'm going to switch over to the whiteboard, then we'll continue with our class so I believe we stop here uh, I didn't put a marker but I stopped right here so I'm gonna just draw in the marker here <coughs> yeah so we roughly stopped around here yeah so Vincent asked whether I still conduct classes at Kwan Ming San. Uh, nope, not at the moment. Uh, not for the past few years, actually. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't have any fixed base really. I teach wherever there are conditions, where there wherever there are uh, opportunities for me to teach. So whichever center invite me, then I'll teach there. Yeah, or whichever center offer that place for me to conduct classes, then I'll conduct classes there. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Uh, the good thing about the COVID-19 and the circuit breaker, more the circuit breaker rather, is that um, 
uh, we have this uh, everybody is just going online and so I think that's I, I'm reconnecting with a lot of uh, old students yeah because they uh, the the whole <coughs> circuit breaker kind of get people to rethink and also you know uh, get people to look for Dharma and so here we are uh, wiki says we something <laughs> okay let me just scroll through to make sure I didn't miss out any messages that I should reply to <coughs> so I replied to Edmund I Edmund I hope you got the link and managed to find the, the page uh, so the page itself has the uh, has the recording and the PDF download so it's somewhere inside the page where you need to select and download it uh, let me know if you guys have difficulty downloading it yeah so uh, I can I, I have the PDF I would I almost wanted to sh just post the PDF but I'd rather point you to the original source so that you all can uh, you know have exposure to the whole set of teachings that is available up there as well and not just get the PDF from me so I hope you understand it's not that I'm, I'm stingy with the PDF I mean it's, it's just available yeah oh I stop at the next paragraph okay um, let me take a look uh. yeah we kind of go through this as well yeah thank you uh, let's just recap okay let's just recap here because I think most people the memory tend to be hazy after a week so over here uh, talking about the finger pointing to the moon yeah finger pointing to the moon yeah good afternoon Tian Chao Adru Lo is none other than Tian Chao <laughs> yeah yeah we, uh, we didn't know that he has this uh, this amazing English name Adru Lo yeah Yep. Good afternoon to all those who just uh, come on board and join us. We just got started. We are going into a bit of a recap of last week, the last part. So we last stopped at a point where we talk about the finger and the moon, where the finger points to the moon, but it's not the moon, quite apparently. Yeah, but uh, without the finger, in this uh, example, it is that we wouldn't be able to find the moon readily. Um, or at least the, the finger give us uh, the general direction and we can then look for the moon the moon is what we want, not the finger and in this case the, the, the metaphor is that the finger represents the Dharma Dharma in the sense of the spoken language yeah, the spoken text and this spoken text uh, itself points to the truth which is the moon yeah, ultimate reality yeah, which is beyond words but without the words we couldn't possibly grasp the, the ultimate reality the, the, this uh, reality and truth so the Buddha skillfully uses words to describe something that is beyond words yeah. Yeah, so uh, so this example this is inside the the Diamond Sutra, Ru Fa Yu. 
then just as in the simile of the raft. Maybe I can share with you all the simile of the raft, which is actually in the Pali Canon itself. So, simile of the raft. Alagadupama ala Sutta. It's from the Majjhima Nikaya. Uh, eh? Wait, hang on. Sorry, this is not the one. This is another one. Give me a minute. Huh? Raft, raft, raft. Eh, eh, it's correct. Number 22. Me too, me Yeah, the rough simile. So this is the sutta. Let me just post it up so you all can uh, take a look. Give me a minute. So this is the sutta. Now the title of the sutta is not simile of the raft. Uh, the title itself is simile of the of the water snake, I think. Yeah, the water snake simile. But so inside this sutta there are two similes. One is the water snake simile, and the second is the simile of the raft. And the gist of it is that a person is on one side of the shore trying to cross over to the other side because this side has danger, problems, and so on and so forth. The other side is peaceful, safe, and sublime. So to cross over, then he cut down some trees and so on and so forth, tie with twines, and then build a raft, cross over. And the Buddha asked, so what do you do with the raft? And then the monk said, well, leave it aside, you know, get on with your life. And I said, yes, the Buddha said, indeed, just as the raft is for crossing over the shore, uh, crossing over the river to the, get to the other side of the shore, and after which the Dharma itself being the the, the being uh, uh, the, the raft being analogous to the to the Dharma, uh, the raft is to be abandoned, to be put aside. Uh, even then, the Dharma is not to be attached. Yeah. So um, so that's that. Yeah. So but you do need the raft in order to cross over. So you cannot say oh, you know. Uh, sometimes it's quite funny because. Uh, a popular question that students have uh, about attachment is So uh, Sufu, how about the Dharma? Uh, we shouldn't be attached to Dharma also, right? These are labels, you know, as the Buddha said. Yeah. So the, the funny thing is uh, students sometimes end up um, going head on in this direction. So then I ask them, so are you attached to Dharma? To begin with, yeah, are you attached to the Dharma to the point where it brings about suffering? Because that's the whole point of cutting off attachment, right? And to me, there's an order to things, like what to do first. Like, take for example, uh, when you go to bathe, uh, ultimately you wet yourself, you soap yourself, then you rinse yourself, right? But before that, you need to enter the toilet. Yeah, and if it's your own toilet bathroom at home, then it's just one room, right? One bathroom. You need to go in, close the lock, and then you uh, you remove your clothes. And then usually people would wet themselves, um, you know, uh, and then soap, leather, clean themselves up. 
and then rinse. And after that, dry themselves and put on fresh clothes if that's available. So that's a sequence, that's an order. The end result should be that you are clear, cleansed, right? But if you were to do the order differently, yeah, imagine if you if you were to wet yourself first before you take off your clothes. Soap yourself first, then later take off your clothes. Then you'll be soaping your clothes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so order is important. So in, in each case, then we can say that in terms of order, the Dharma is probably the least of our concern in terms of attachment right at the start. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why if you if you think about it, um, like in so many places where the Buddha talk about attachments, craving and so on and so forth, the Buddha rarely uh, instruct that his disciples to say, you know, don't be attached to, to Dharma. He's not teaching people to be attached to Dharma also, but that is probably the least of one's concern. If I may say so, uh, if you have any attachment to the Dharma for a start, I think that's probably one of the best attachments you can have, honestly. Yeah, because uh, then perhaps you'll take the Dharma seriously. Yeah. And you will apply yourself to learn the teachings with honesty. Uh, and you would perhaps then not be so attached to worldly things, which is what gives rise to suffering. And if you manage to cut off all attachments towards worldly things, then you are in a position to say, Hey, how about Dharma? What should we do with Dharma now? Hmm, you know what I mean? Ah, so there's a sequence, there's an order to things. Yeah. So over here, yeah, So the other shot is not the boat itself, not the raft. Yeah, so the, the, the teachings that is given using words and so on, yeah, languages to describe it, yeah, that is actually not the one that the Buddha has attained to. Yeah, but if the Buddha don't use words and languages to describe it to us, then we have no way to understand. Yeah, so out of compassion, he uses the words that we are used to, that we can comprehend, to describe that which is wordless, that is beyond words. <coughs> oh. So we've gone through all this. Yeah, that ultimately is through the practice. Yeah. Uh, sila Panya, Sila Samadhi Panya, then slowly, gradually progressing all the way until we reach the state of the enlightened ones. And then we can see truly uh, how things really are. Yeah, then, then this is the point where you truly see the moon. Oh. So, yeah, so we continue from here. Yeah, let me just check something. Uh, so I have the uh, I have this software called Folding at Home running, and it uh, is basically a a massive network across the globe and uh, the, the, the central body basically assigns uh, this medical computation thing uh, basically folding of proteins to 
decipher uh, different illnesses, cancer, and so forth. Uh, so uh, it it takes up CPU time. So I think in one of the classes I I left it on and forgot to turn it off. So the in the I think yesterday, yeah, during the retreat, my my the 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 Tencent meeting was crashing. Yeah, later I I was checking the CPU cycle. I was like, what is this? Like, wait a minute, why is it running at like ninety eight percent? Yeah, so I just want to double check. For those who are interested in that, I will post a link later. Uh, you can join me in this uh, effort because uh, uh, as and when uh, they the because they have a whole list of different things to to compute. Yeah, to help. Uh, have breakthroughs for med to come up with cures and to understand diseases better. Yeah. So while your computer, if it's if you're going to leave it on anyway, and you can also set it to use low power, so it will not affect your usage. Yeah. And so that's a small part we can do to directly contribute to medical uh, breakthroughs. Yeah, and uh, there, are, there are some cases where it actually contributes to the coronavirus uh, research. Yeah. So anyway, back to this. So, Si Ming Po So it's named the perfection of wisdom. Yeah, so the, the, the words and languages, actually it's just words and languages. Yeah. The Buddha used that yeah, to, in order for us to understand. So, so we need to know this. Yeah. Yeah. So his my teacher say that this explanation uh, is suitable for Buddhists today. Yeah. What about Tintienda My teacher sometimes can be quite blunt, huh? Yeah. So it, my teacher says that the, in today's uh, Buddhism, uh, we Buddhists we we just you know uh, learn the the teachings, yeah, roughly learn the teachings, and that's it. Yeah, we consider the the job done just by learning the words. Yeah, so uh, what is this opposed to? Yeah. If if not learning the words, then uh, so it means that there's something else. So my teacher says, just by learning the words, then we consider ourselves having um, graduated, accomplished, completed the the, the task. Yeah,就算毕业了。So修这件事就不管了。Yeah,so文思要听闻，然后思维啊修不要。That now the Buddha tells us the if you just listen to the teachings, that teaching itself, that is not the actual perfection of wisdom. That is just the words describing the perfection of wisdom. The ultimate reality, that is a different thing. Yeah. It's just artificially defined, yeah, artificially labeled. Okay? Mm. So, so that's, that was the first meaning. So the second meaning is yeah, So this, this is a standard. 
the Buddha say X is not X. Yeah. Then So and so this verse, the Buddha speaks of uh, the perfection of wisdom. Is not the perfection of wisdom. So this verse itself. Okay. This verse together with uh, this verse together with uh, so these two meanings are the same. Yeah. What about? Forsuda,波尔波罗蜜,就是佛所证悟的波尔波罗蜜,是缘起的,所以也是自信空。自信空中,波尔波罜蜜不可得,是名波尔波罜蜜。up to this point, let me explain. Huh? <coughs> so, what the Buddha attained, the perfection of wisdom that Buddha attained, is through three asankhya kapas of cultivation that he attained to this perfection of wisdom. This is this is also dependent arising, is empty in nature. Yeah. So, uh, within this principle, this emptiness, you cannot you cannot find a substantial permanent perfection of wisdom that you can grasp on to, hold on to and say this is it. Yeah. That you can grasp and say I have the perfection of wisdom. So Yeah. So the second meaning is a bit different. It's about how the perfection of wisdom is empty in nature. Yeah. So uh, actually my own understanding is more uh, skewed towards the second uh, meaning, which is that whenever the Buddha have this formula, uh, X is not X, it's named X. Yeah, it's basically that uh, the, the, the actual X is not what we think of as being a permanent X, being a substantial inherent X. It's actually a dependent arising empty in nature X, and hence it's only given the name X because it is not truly X the way we think it is. Yeah, so this is the formula that I, I'm more accustomed to. Oh, so this is the second meaning. So my teacher says these two explanations is also good. Yeah. So, oh, my teacher start to want to talk about some story again. Yeah. So, so let's talk about a, a small, uh, a little story. Oh, so, in uh, 89, uh, he went to the mountain. To the yeah, so in the distribution uh, office or the distribution center, he uh, he received he or he he how to say he requested for a copy of this uh, uh, journals no biography of Qigong uh, Master Qigong yeah, so he he requested for one set, one copy, and then he read it. So there's a there's a forward. Yeah, there's a forward by 
Master Ying Guang. Master Ying Guang is a very renowned uh, uh, monk, very renowned venerable master uh, in the Chinese tradition, you know, Chinese Mahayana tradition. So Shi Zhang said, So in the in the forward, it says that this is the true uh, set, yeah, that this is the true biography of Master Qigong. Because there's a lot of story about you know Master Qigong. So what does it mean? Na huh? So it means the fact that this has to be established and this is a true one, it means that there's also a fake one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when we say Ji Gong, uh, actually his name is Dao Ji Fa Shi. So when we, when we uh, say Ji Gong, it's actually a Zun Chen. That means it's a, it's a salutation that we respect this person. So we give the honorific of a Gong. Yeah. Uh, so we so using one of the character Dao Ji Fa Shi. So Ji, then Zun Chen Gong. Yeah. So Ji Gong. But usually in our in a Chinese culture we, we hear so many stories about Ji Gong Ho Fu. So we 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 may fail to see that it's actually a term of respect towards him. Yeah. Like in uh, Taiwan there was this uh, Binaya master, uh Dao Hai Li Si. <coughs> so we, we we would refer to him as Hai Gong. Yeah, Dao Hai Li Si so Hai Gong. Mm. So, <coughs> so my teacher says that uh, in this uh, in this text it describes that uh, Master Qigong uh, towards the the end term of his life he said a few interesting words. So, 收拾归去依然水连天壁 oh, This is interesting I must see what my teacher have to say uh. <coughs> uh, 传上说济公是天台山五百罗汉之一 wow, Quite amazing uh. 来到人间是游戏神通的境界 <coughs> So according to this text it says that Master Qigong, I must remember to translate uh, because sometimes I really, really then I forget to, to, to share with you what it means. Uh, of course, many of you I can actually read yourself also. So here it says that uh, according to, the, to this biography or this, actually, not really biography uh, because biography is zhuan. So zhuan is, is uh, what does zhuan mean? It means like. Uh, Journal, yeah, basically, maybe biography because it's not autobiography, it is biography. So, the biography says that Master Qigong is supposed to be uh, among the 500 Arahans in Tian Tai San, Tian Tai Mountain, and has come to this world, this human world, uh, through his psychic power. So, it's basically just going around, you know, uh, but not really rebirth through karma. So, 在济公状上看, 他的文学是很好的, 
so from the text it says it seems like he's uh, he's quite eloquent that his uh, his uh, that means his academic yeah his writing and so on uh, chronicles yeah maybe chronicles will do yeah chronicles uh, so but zi zhuan is autobiography well. so zhuan can be chronicles uh, it can be biography also yeah so i'm i'm slightly inclined to think that this is probably a biography but not autobiography yeah <coughs> so uh, but whichever the case this is about master Qigong. Yeah, and here it says that that means he's he's very good in his writing. Yeah. So uh such uh such Yeah, so so this the verses that was quoted uh, is actually supposed to be the writings of an Arahant. Yeah. So first thing is the first phrase that he has lived a total of 60. So when he was a lay person, he is actually a a scholar. He is educated brother. So that before that he was actually an educated person, After ordaining, becoming a monk, then gradually in the in Buddhism, he start to be like he he don't really follow the rules. Yeah. So what does he do? Yeah, so he would drink, yeah, and then in terms of his like uh, uh, deportment, that means the way he carry himself is a bit unsightly, yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of uh, things that is very messy. Yeah. yeah. So this phrase means very, very, very messy, yeah. So yeah. So this is actually a description uh, that now let's say you have a pile of, of a straw. Yeah. So here Cao should be the straw, I guess, or the grass. And uh, initially it was orderly. And now if a wolf were to lie on it, then it will become messy. Yeah. So yeah. So he himself declared that in this 60 years uh, his deportment is un, un, uh, unbecoming, yeah, that he, he doesn't have a proper deportment and that um, there's a lot of things that happen that is very messy messy. Yeah. So Dong Bi Dadao Sibi. Dong Dong Chang Ba Si Chang Dadao. 
so the eastern wall um, uh, what do you call that? Uh, hit the western wall or managed to collapse the western wall so my teacher asked what is this meaning so he explained 就是这些不违反绿衣的事都是无分别的境界所以你们不要误会哇东壁打倒西壁啊所以 this is the meaning 哇 if you if you don't listen to the explanation you really don't know what it means uh. yeah, so my teacher explained he's explaining that all the improper department all those actions that seem to violate the precepts yeah, is actually the non-discriminating state so please do not be mistaken so so we unenlightened ones uh, we act out of greed, hatred, delusion. Yeah. And we break precepts as a result. So and this is due to our discrimination. Yeah. That we do all these wrong things. But for Master Qigong, when he do all these things, his mind has no discrimination. Yeah. That means his mind is not discriminating and having greed, hatred, delusion. Yeah, so yeah, because Arahans is they don't have the great hatred delusion. So So it is with the uh, it is with non-attachment, uh, the mind, the purity of mind with non-attachment that he do all these things. So so we cannot look at it and judge based on uh, the the unenlightened angle. Yu Jing Shou Shi Gui Qi. I come from enlightenment so my teacher explained that um, that Master Qigong is saying that uh, from the enlightened state he come to this unenlightened state, this samsaric world. Now he's going to return back to the enlightened state. Iran Sui Lian Tian Bi. So Woyanai so that Master Qigong says that his mind was originally pure and now that he's going back, when he take a look and check, his mind is still pure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it is not that his mind become corrupted, yeah, become tainted by the uh, Condition phenomena in this world, yeah, by the conditioned state, yeah, the fabrication state of this world, and not not tainted by it. This就是呃，他有金刚般若，所以一切时一切处心都是清净的。Yeah, so my teacher says that 
This is because he has the perfection, the, the unbreakable wisdom. Yeah, and that's why at all times, all places, his mind is pure. 在清净的境界是清净。在杂然的境界还是清净。Yeah, so this is very interesting. That if the person has perfection of wisdom, then uh, in the environment that is pure, the mind is pure. But even in the environment where it is not pure, the mind is still pure. Mm. So his mind is not affected. Not affected by what? Not affected by the worldly uh, conditioned state. The worldly conditioned state that has flow, that gives rise to suffering. His mind is not affected. Mm. How about ours? Ours, uh, if uh, if we meet with agreeable circumstances, uh, we are happy. Our mind is calm, we are happy, we are contented. But when circumstances are not according to our wishes, hard to maintain that calmness. If we want to go out and we can go out, we are calm. Now with circuit breaker, we want to go out, cannot go out. Can we still be calm? Oh, we must try. Uh, the trouble is, when we cannot go out and we are unhappy, we don't see that the trouble is our default state. Yeah, Our ego, our pride, our default state and so on and so forth. We see it as, the problem is with the circuit breaker. I'm not trying to, <laughs> try, trying to support the policy or whatever. But this is a fact. Yeah. Because in life, sometimes we can have things go our way, sometimes we can't. When things can go our way, we are happy. When things can go our way, then people are usually not happy. This is something that anyone can do. Small kid, three-year-old can do that. Eighty-year-old elderly person can do that. You don't need to learn Dharma to do this. We learn Dharma not to do these two things. Firstly, things go our way, we be happy. We don't need to learn Dharma to, to be happy like that. Things don't go away, then we are unhappy. We also don't need Dharma to learn that. Instead, we learn Dharma so that when things don't go away, we we don't just become unhappy. We are able to face it and see things, see 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 that this is the way it is. And when things go away, we don't get unnecessarily elated, proud, haughty and so on yeah we also see that it happens the way it should happen yeah that things depend on conditions uh, so this is a bit difficult mm. that uh, when things go away we don't crave for it we don't desire for more of it when things don't go away then we don't do the reverse uh, not so easy no. So, 这, 从这件事看, yeah. so from this, it seems as though the enlightened ones can, may also present uh, the, the tainted actions. Yeah. When we look at it, it seems like it's impure. But in the enlightened being's mind, it's still pure. 
he's acting, he's doing things based on purity in the mind. Yeah. So he may and that's why that is blameless. Yeah, there's no problem with it. Rosifanfu but if it is unenlightened beings, the mind is impure, then what happened? And you do the same thing, then there's there is uh there is wrongdoing. Yeah. So there's a bit of different here. So she put in her So the next verse, uh, the Buddha addressed Venerable Shubhati. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, is there any Dharma that the Buddha has spoken? Yeah. Uh, this question. Uh, this kind of this this series of question is very uh, common and famous in the Zen tradition. About whether the Buddha ever actually gave any teachings. So, so the earlier part just refers to the perfection of wisdom. That the perfection of wisdom is actually uh, beyond words, yeah, the one that the Buddha attained to. So below, then it encompasses all the the Buddha's teaching. So that all the all the Dharma that is described by the words and languages, yeah, what happened? The the the, the truth, the teaching, yeah, the Dharma. Is actually beyond words. Yeah. Yu-yin-he-ru-lai-yo-so-so-fa-bu-ya-fo-wei-wo-men-so-fa. The Buddha gave teachings for us, you know, teachers for us. Zai-fo-de-sing-li-ren-wei-yo-fa-ke-yi-shen-so-ma. Does the Buddha, in his mind, does, does he think that there's really some substantial, yeah, inherent, uh, permanent Dharma that can be spoken of? So, <coughs> so in this sutra, right at the back, also has this meaning. So, Shiputi Pai Fo Yen, Venerable Shiputi replies, Sijun, Ru Lai, Wu Shu Well, the Tathagata, yeah, or, or Sijun, the world honored one. Uh, the Tathagata doesn't have anything to say. Yeah. Isn't there isn't anything that was said by the Buddha? So Rulai Wu Suo Suo, for Mei You Suo Fa. So sometimes the teaching on emptiness can be quite perplexing. Uh. Seems to go against our conventional wisdom. Yeah, precisely, isn't it? Because it's the supramundane wisdom. So it, at at face value, it seems very perplexing. It seems to contradict what we usually think of. Yeah, and that's. So part of the trouble is what we usually think of tend to be with grasping and attachment. And so we, we usually think wrongly. So but let's take a look at to what extent is it that the Buddha didn't say any Dharma. So Yeah. 
So, 没有能说也没有所说 So there's no speaker, no that, no Dharma that is being spoken of Yeah. So my teacher says that this is indeed difficult to explain Forces说了, the Buddha did say what? Yeah. 怎么能说没有说呢? How can we say that the Buddha didn't, didn't say any Dharma, never speak any Dharma? The Buddha did say what? We always say that the Buddha gave teachings of 45 years. Then now we turn around and say, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, how should it be understood? So, uh,但是对于想要用功修行的佛教徒来说,这句话很重要. Yeah. So, on one hand, it seems like it is contradicting what we understand yeah, of, of the truth, right? Because the Buddha did give teaching, but here it says no. Yeah. Uh, but this phrase itself uh, is actually very crucial for us, for those who want to cultivate. Yeah. Those disciples of the Buddha who want to cultivate, this phrase is very important. Mm. So, Yuya my teacher in uh, in US when we when he was still around, yeah, he often speak of this Ming Yeah. The label and that which the label point to us. Yeah. Because my teacher in the in his teaching, he he straddles two schools, the Yogacara school and the Madhimika school. So if we look at traditional texts and tra- the, the different traditions, these two lineages seems to be at loggerheads, yeah. Uh, and at a certain level, it seems like you know they can't help it, but you know be opposing. But there should only be one truth. Right? So how can they be opposing? So in the Yukachara school, there's this thing about words and labels. Yeah, that whatever we can grasp on is all just an expression of the words and label. And it's not the reality. Yeah. So the reality is the meaning, intended meaning that is described by our conceptual perception. Yeah. We perceive of something out there, there's that something out there. But that something out there is different from what we perceive as a concept in our mind. But we take this concept as though it's the real thing outside. So we are always, you know. Uh, at being attached to that which is insubstantial, yeah, jia ming an li de, yeah, wei uh, wei ming er wu yi, so so ming gen shi. Then for the Madhimika school, it just cut through directly that all phenomena is without inherentness. And at a certain level, if you look at some of the commentaries, like for example the Ru Pu Sa Xing Lun that I'm going through now, in the Later chapters, there are some whole list of arguments or, or, or debates between the two schools, yeah, and they seem to be at longer hits. Yeah, but at a certain level, 
the teaching on emptiness doesn't contradict because when you talk of emptiness, because something is empty in nature, hence whatever label you give it is just a label. Yeah, it doesn't have inherentness, so there's no conflict here. No. But let's take a look at what my teacher explained. Because he, he went through a whole list of verse. Uh. This is a citation from the Mahana Sangraha. So this Sirta Chenlun, this is the Mahayana Sangraha Sastra Sirta Chenlun. Xinyang Senjiao, the the you can say maybe propagation or the, the yeah propagation of the enlightened teaching the commentary on the propagation of the enlightened teaching so there's this whole verse yeah uh, I'm not going to translate the whole verse uh, it's actually quite long and uh, because my teacher is zooming into just this uh, first two verses uh, that the label and the the reality or the matter itself uh, they are intertwined as guests yeah so they are guests to each other guests as in this this guest uh, or maybe i write here so they are guests towards each other who wake up so they uh, they are intertwined but they are not together also just like guests just together but not related yeah so ming si si de ke ke si zhu ming si ke si si ming de ke ming si zhu si si ke so you have zhu ke so you have host you have guests so the two are intertwined ming so the the label uh, if let's say now we have label and the uh, subject that means the thing that is pointed by the label then we can say the object itself is the host is the master and this is the guest yeah so label is the guest that's one angle another angle is si si ming de ke. so the object the subject matter is actually the guest of the label uh, so there's these two angles. So for example, give an example. Something happened. Okay. Uh, then what happened? Yeah, then a reporter write an essay. Yeah, write an article to describe what happened. Uh so when we read the article in the papers, uh, we are based on what is written by the reporter to to do what? To think about that matter. Yeah, so Jesus是因为那件事而写出这篇文 yeah, so the reporter wrote this article based on that matter. Then what happened? 我们是因为这篇文而思维那件事 And we think about that matter 
because of this article. <laughs> Interesting relationship. If there's no article, then in our mind, this matter don't exist. Yeah, so, yeah, so here there's this meaning of uh, mutual uh, mutual dependency. In a way it's mutual dependency. So literally means uh, mutually acting as guests towards each other. Yeah. Guest here means it depends. Yeah, so depends on the guest depends on the host. Yeah. Host has priority and this depends on that. So when we say that they are mutually in this relationship, then this depends on this, A depends on B, B depends on A. The label depends on the matter, the matter depends on the label also. So so guess what does it mean? It is actually unreal. Yeah. It is Shi Wang is is delusionary. Yeah. is insubstantial. It is uh, false. By itself, there's nothing there. Yeah. So they uh, have this uh, symbiotic in a way. Yeah. Depend on each other, then they exist. Biru also, so that's the end of that example. Huh? In a way, you think about it, now with the COVID 19, we hear, we read about a lot of articles. And because of the articles, because the reporters base it on something, then they write an article. And based on the article, we know about the incident. Then in our mind, the incident exists. But it's based on what is written. Uh, my teacher didn't go into the to the nuances of whether if what if the article is colored. Huh? <laughs> but that aside, if we don't read the article or we don't know about the article, then we don't know about the matter itself also. Hmm. Think about it, huh? Yeah, so for example, we say that, oh, now in this house, uh, there is a dragon. Because of what I said, then you start to, re to think, yeah, start to reflect, there is a dragon in this house. And that dragon came about because of these words. So that dragon that came about because of my words itself that's is insubstantial. That's it doesn't exist. But instead if there is a dragon and because of that, then we say that there is a dragon in the house. Then what happened? So if there is a dragon, then we say that there's a dragon in the house. 
in which case if there is no dragon then this words this words what happened this sentence uh, is what is actually artificial it's also empty yeah so 那件事本来没有, if that matter actually don't exist but because we think about it then it exists uh, then what happened so it uh, in other words as they say uh, it exists only because you think about it yeah. the matter itself don't exist yeah. so in my mind I may think there is a dragon but in reality no dragon so in this two angle then the label is unreal is empty the matter itself is also empty uh, this part maybe have to read a few more times huh? there are some subtle nuances here hmm. <coughs> So now from the example, send the Buddha, uh, not the Buddha, my teacher, my teacher come back to the text and say, 现在佛为我们说出一切法种种的道理。Now the Buddha uh, expound for us all the all the different uh, all the different principles yeah, of the Dharma. So 有能权的名言 So uh, if you listen to more of my teacher's uh, classes, you will find that this phrase 能权跟所权 so chen means express. Yeah. So that which can express it is the words and the labels. Yeah. Words and uh, labels and languages. Yeah. Or or labels and words. So yo So there is the that which can express and that which is expressed. Huh? So, and what is being expressed? Yili, uh, the meaning. So, ming yan yili, so the labels and the meaning, ye shi hu wei ke, they mutually serve as guests towards each other. Fo ying wei na ge dao li an li zong zong de ming yan lai biao da. So, because of the meaning, the Buddha established a lot of words yeah, to express it. 我们凭借佛说的这个话，啊，思维那件事和道理也是一样，不思维的时候，它就没有了。Yeah, so based on what the Buddha uh, gave as a teaching, yeah, which is the words to describe the meaning, in this case the truth, uh, it's the same. The moment we don't reflect on it, then what happened? doesn't exist for us. So yeah. 
So that matter itself is it actually is empty, that doesn't exist. 如果本身是真实有的，思维也好，不思维也好，本它本身就是有的。嗯，要因为思维而有，那个有就是假的，呀，就是空的。If something exists only because you think about it, then that thing don't exist. That thing, if that thing exists, whether you uh think about it or not, we reflect on it or not. Then that thing really exists. So, 因为那件事而假立名字，若没有这件事，没有那件事，那这个这名字本身是没有的。So here, uh, because of something, then we artificially establish some words. So without the that something, then those words mean nothing. So that means, like, if you go through the whole text, there's a lot of this and that, labels and meaning, labels and meaning, labels and the matter, labels and the matter. The gist of it is, apart from the label, uh, apart from the matter, you cannot establish some labels by themselves. You establish the labels, but without the matter, the labels have no meaning. No? But now, this is easier to understand. But now, there's another angle, which is that without the labels, this seems to be insubstantial also. Yeah, because they are mutually mutual guests. Yeah, so, uh, here, there's probably a, a different level, uh, which is that when we I think I must clarify here. When we learn the Buddha Dharma, it's using words. So while words point to the ultimate reality, ultimate reality is without words. So whatever we think this expresses, uh, that which is which that which can be expressed through words, that is not ultimate reality. So when we learn the Dharma by itself, only Dharma, without cultivation to attain that which without words right whatever we attain or seem to understand that is actually not the ultimate reality ah, this is the crucial part here because if the truth exists only because when you contemplate then when you don't contemplate the truth disappears so that kind of truth is not the real truth because that kind of truth depends on the words to exist can you understand? So while the Buddha used words to describe that which is beyond words, if you get stuck with the words, then you only learn about that ultimate reality that is described by words, which is still a concept in our mind. And so that is not ultimate reality yet. Yeah. So here it's important to know the whole point up to this. Otherwise, uh, we may mix up with the ultimate reality with, which is beyond words. Yeah. Yeah. So, whatever the Buddha has, has taught the Dharma is of this nature. Yeah. Uh, similarly, for all the things we encounter in our daily life. Yeah. 
words and labels they are they are not real. 所表达的意也是假的。Whatever is expressed by the words is also not real. 假也就是空。Unreal means empty, empty in nature. So, 静坐的时候加以思维。When we meditate, ah,、uh, put in some effort to contemplate on this. 就知道 then what happen? Ah,、uh, then you will know. 就知道它是互为客，是假。啊，是空，是虚假的。Then you will see that the two are intertwined, mutual gas, mutual gas, and it's empty, and it's uh insubstantial, 是虚的，是假的 ，is unreal. 啊，若可以应用到一切事上，事情上，心里就能不动。啊 ，if you can apply it on all matters, then our mind. Can remain unmoved, yeah, unmoving. So, 不会再引起种种的烦恼，不会引起种种烦恼了。And then it will not trigger all kinds of defilements. 嗯。而这事情可以分呃两方面说。Yeah, so this can be uh looked upon from two angles. 别人对你说，说 somebody say something to you， 某某说你的坏话，破坏你的名誉， yeah， so let's say someone told you this， yeah， someone tell you， hey， so and so say something bad about you， destroy your reputation， 哈哈，说你听了这句话就想，民是互为客， yeah， so this is application， if you learn this teaching， then you must apply 吗？ So now let's say after class, someone tell you, someone spoke spoke ill of you, say something bad about you, yeah, and trying is trying to destroy your reputation. So then when when we listen to this, then we should reflect. Ming is who wake up. The words and the matter itself, they are mutually acting as gas, yeah, as、uh, here gas. Is subservient to each other. Is symbiotic. Yeah. So, is 假的 is unreal, is empty in nature.、Uh, so this is one. I have this student. She is an undergrad、uh, in NTU. Once in a while, once in a while, she will text me and consult me. And you know what? Then she will tell me that, oh, her friends, uh, this friend of hers, come and tell her. Oh, you have some bad reputation. People say that you are like this. People say that you are like that. So when I, then she asked me how how how, you know she's very affected and so on. So I asked her. I said, to begin with, when your friends heard about when that friend of yours heard about such rumors, what did your friend say? What did your friend say to them? <laughs> to me, that's more important. You know. Does your friend believe in it, or does your friend not believe in it? And even more importantly, I told her. I said, "Why is your friend telling you? What is the purpose?" Now, usually we may think that, "Oh, our sifu, the friend out of kindness tell us so that you know we can we can be cautious, ma." But sometimes I I think otherwise. Because for such matters, it's very hard to verify. 
very hard to verify because so I asked this student I said so can your friend tell you who said this and I can tell you rumors is always said by one person you know who is that one person who, who, who say bad things about people someone <laughs> never have a name they all someone when you ask the person who tell you the person can never tell you one no maybe sometimes they will tell you but oftentimes they say you know la, they all they all know when, whenever people don't want to ascertain who said it or when I want to ask for a meeting between all the parties to you know confirm and they refuse to then I just dismiss it yeah I don't bother if you are not ready to stand by our words then then it's as good as nothing huh? Uh, but here is another level when you reflect in this way words have no essence and without the words that which is described by the words have no essence as well <laughs> so if let's say second case if somebody if this somebody is your good friend and is not lying and he says yeah, and now says that somebody, yeah, another person is trying to destroy you has spoken ill of you then what happened? so we may usually think that this is not trying to cause division yeah, between us and the other person and we may think that other person really said something bad about us but based on these principles then we can say even if the other person really said something bad even so yeah, what happened? Uh, 经过某家传给你, yeah, Through a third party, you can still think of it as 明示护卫课, that the label and the matter they are just mutual, mutual uh, guess. Yeah. 凡用语言文字所表达的都是假的。Whatsoever that is expressed through words, that is, that is not real. 因为还要凭借语言文字的思维才知道这件事情。不然的话,你心里没有这件事。This is what I sometimes share with students. So before you know about the thing, you're okay well. then now that you know seems to be not okay but if it's not okay then whether you hear about it it shouldn't be okay mm. so what's going on so uh, if something requires words for us to think about then that thing exists then the, actually that thing don't exist yeah so that matter as far as your mind the, 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 the matter that is in your mind actually 
is insubstantial, is empty in nature. So, 我们在日常生活中因语言文字而引起很多的烦恼 yeah. In our day-to-day life, because of words, because of labels, it gives rise and triggers a lot of defilements, a lot of agitation in our mind. Yeah, isn't it true? Yeah. Sometimes Sifu even fall prey to it, I think. <laughs> yeah, but regular reading of the teachings. Ah then okay. Forget about it. Not so important. So if we can contemplate, we can observe in this way, then it can cause our mind to become pure. Yeah. Uh, and we can cut through all the defilements. Mm. We will stop here. I think this uh, today's session, I uh, I think is crucial for modern people uh, because we are so easily affected by words yeah and in modern times uh, more often than not we use words to attack each other yeah uh, we are affected by words and we use words to attack each other as they say the pen is mightier than, than the sword mm. so what do you all think do we get affected by what people say? Mm. Having said that, if you are affected, don't be too self-reproachful, yeah. Uh, but take it as a as a litmus test, yeah, to self-check. When we get upset at something, we can reflect: Is this? because of words yeah am i again getting affected by words yeah and then reflect fire can you hear the word fire fire does it burn your ear no water does it wet your ear or quench your thirst when you say the word water when i say water it doesn't quench my my thirst when i say fire it doesn't burn your ear. Words and the object that is describing, they are not directly related. We just give it a connection. This connection, this pattern is called language. That's all. Mm. Yeah, think about it. Amitofo. Yuan xiao san zhang zu fan lao. Yuan da zi hui zhen ming liao. 普愿罪障悉消除，世事常行菩萨道。阿弥陀佛，起立。